Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. My name is Rebecca Whitman, and I'm a success mentor. I believe there are seven pillars of success. Your spiritual life, your physical fitness, your emotional, romantic, mental, social, and finally, your financial life. When you get all seven areas in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. I learned this the hard way. I've always made money. Unfortunately, I spent so much time making money that I never had time for the rest of my life. So, despite not having financial worries, I was never happy. I wanted romance, but I didn't have time to date. I wanted to be in great shape, but I couldn't find a moment to go to the gym. I wanted a more spiritual life, but I didn't meditate. That also takes time. I wanted to read great books and fill my mind with deep thoughts, but I never made the time. I wanted a great social life, not just going to work-related events. Emotionally, I was a wreck because my life was totally out of balance. Today, I earn more money than I ever have in my life, and I work only part-time. I have the relationship of my dreams. I'm in the best physical shape of my life. I'm spiritually grounded. I feel fulfilled mentally, socially, and emotionally. My life is in perfect alignment. This podcast will help you discover where your life is out of balance. My mission is to support you in achieving work-life balance so that you can have more fun and freedom in life. On my show, you will get to learn from experts in all seven areas of abundance. My guests have achieved tremendous success in their zone of genius. Are you ready to go to a level 10 in all seven areas of life? You got this. Hi, everyone. It's Rebecca Whitman, your host of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. We are taking you from burned out to balanced, beautiful, and abundant, and we're coming to you live on the Bold Brave TV network. I'm really excited for the show today. The theme is how to turn your setback into a comeback, and we have a fabulous guest that I'm going to share with you in a few minutes. His name is Don Starkins. But first, I wanted to talk to you about how to actually be resilient. How do you turn setbacks into comebacks? So the first thing you want to do is give yourself permission to come back. We don't want to wallow in our pain. We don't want to just get stuck in a downward spiral. I had a coaching client that lost her mom and her sister, and she stayed depressed for 20 years. She didn't give her herself permission to come back. So that's the first step. Give yourself the permission. You get to come back from this. The second thing is release your limiting beliefs. When we have a setback, it's human nature to take it personally, to say, oh, well, I'm never going to do this, or you know, bad luck always happens to me. You want to take that defeatist attitude, especially the words always and never. Those are words of defeatism. Always and never are giving yourself no room for a comeback. So any limiting beliefs you have, I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm too fat, I'm too skinny, it's too late, I missed my boat, I don't have enough money, I don't have enough friends, let's work on releasing those. The next thing is acceptance. I really believe that everything happens to us for a reason, and we grow through what we go through. So if we believe that everything happens for a reason, 
there are no mistakes, accidents, or coincidences in God's world, then it's a lot easier to accept our setback and realize, okay, this is part of my divine unfoldment. This is part of my journey, and I'm going to get through this, and I'm going to grow through this. The next step is don't beat yourself up. I know we've talked a lot on this show about perfectionism, and I'm definitely a recovering perfectionist. So when I'm beating myself up, I'm using the words, I woulda, I coulda, and I shoulda. So take those words out of your vocabulary. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. There's no woulda, coulda, shoulda. Everything is working together for your highest good. So don't beat yourself up. The next step is get out your frustration, feel your pain, and then release it. Work out, do something intense physically, hire a coach, a therapist, get a 12-step sponsor, process those negative feelings, get them out of your body, because if you hold them in your body, they're going to create dis-ease, and they're going to create complications with your health and wellness. So whatever it takes, talk them out, work them out, get them out of your body. The next step is to just focus on the next indicated action. I know that when I'm future tripping, when I'm like, oh my God, how am I ever going to get myself out of this situation? I'm pushed into a corner. How am I going to get out? Don't worry about the whole project. Just take the next step. So ask yourself, what is my next indicated action? What do I just need to do next? Maybe it's just getting up and washing your face and brushing your teeth. Maybe it's taking a shower. Maybe it's just returning a couple emails. Don't overwhelm yourself with the whole process of coming back. One step at a time is what creates a great journey. The next step is is to find something you enjoy. So when we have a setback, it's so easy to wallow in whatever the setback is, whether it's a breakup or a financial setback or a health setback, and just wallow and just stay in the problem and Research a million articles about your health issue or research a million articles about, you know, people who have been dumped on text. I don't know, whatever it is, it's so easy to wallow. So instead of wallowing, find something that gives you joy. I don't care if you have to make like an awesome dance mix and you dance around your house in your underwear. Maybe you find a really fun workout class. Maybe you do yoga. Maybe you find a beautiful walk in your neighborhood. Maybe you get a puppy. Maybe you spend more time with the pet that you already have. Maybe you take a cooking class. I don't know what it is, but we can all find something in life that gives you joy. I have a coaching client who became a bird watcher. She bought binoculars and she goes on hikes and she loves looking at birds. That brings her immense joy. So find that thing that gets you excited and and start focusing on that. Shift your focus to joy. The next step is to forgive. So I love this affirmation. I just shared this with a client the other day. I forgive everyone for absolutely everything, especially me. So forgiveness is really helpful because when we have a setback, I know it's human nature to blame. This person did me wrong. This person did this. This person did that. I got an unfair break. We want to take you from victim to victor. And in order to get rid of the victim mentality, we get to forgive everyone for absolutely everything. 
everybody is doing the best they can with the knowledge, strength, and awareness that they have. They might not have a lot of knowledge, strength, and awareness, but they're doing the best they can with what they have and just forgive them. It's so important to let go of that hate, that anger, that resentment, because that resentment is just hurting you and it doesn't affect the other person at all. It's like holding a hot coal. It's hurting your hand and burning you. So just let that go. Let that resentment go. The next step is gratitude. So find the blessing in the mess. Yes, you had a setback. Yes, it sucks. Yes, it's painful to have your ego smashed, to lose someone. Maybe you lost someone to death. Maybe you lost someone to a breakup. Maybe you hit a financial bottom. Maybe you got in trouble with the government and owe like a fortune and taxes. Maybe you had a breakdown in your body and you had a health setback. Like the guest that I'm about to interview, he had major health setbacks. Whatever your setback (laughs) is, find the blessing in the mess and be grateful. As long as you're above ground, as long as you're alive, as long as you're still here with us on the planet, you can come back. You can totally come back. The only people who can't come back are the people who are six feet under the ground. They're dead. They can have no comeback story. If you're alive, you get a chance to come back. And I'm so excited because that is what our guest, Donnie Starkins, is going to talk about. He is incredible. He is a coach. He does retreats all over the world. He has a show called The Comeback Podcast. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to hear from our wonderful guest, Donnie Starkins. Thank you for watching the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show on the Bold Brave TV network. We'll be right back. What if there were a super tiny device that could diagnose the brain and is smaller than a single human hair? What if you could see inside the brain to help an epilepsy patient during surgery or to help the fight against Parkinson's disease? Dr. Patricia Broderick is proud to announce the Broderick Probe, a biomedical and electronic breakthrough. Imagine a probe to help with the understanding and potential cure of brain-related diseases. To learn more, listen live to the Easy Sense Radio Show with host Dr. Broderick. Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Bold Brave Media Network and TuneIn Radio. And to help support the Broderick Foundation, please go to EasySense.com and learn how, with your help, we can fight these horrific brain disorders. That's EasySense.com to learn more and help support the Broderick Foundation. Author, radio show host, and coach John M. Hawkins reveals strategies to help gain perspective, build confidence, find clarity, achieve goals. John M. Hawkins' new book, Coached to Greatness, unlock your full potential with limitless growth. Published by iUniverse, Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them rediscover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies, find settings that allow them to be the most productive, and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome back from the commercial break. My name is Rebecca Whitman, your host of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show, 
We're taking you from burned out and overwhelmed to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. We're coming to you live from the Bold Brave TV network, and I'm so excited to introduce my guest. Welcome to the show, Donnie. Thanks. It's good to be here. So great to have you here. I heard you speak on Clubhouse, and I was like, oh my God, I've got to share Donnie with my community. You're just such a positive light in the world, and I love your teachings. I appreciate it. It's um, it's an honor and a blessing to be here carrying the message. Yeah. Let me tell the audience a little bit about your background. I know we're going to go a little bit more into your story. So Donnie Starkins is a former Division I baseball player who had seven surgeries, leaving him addicted to painkillers. Now he has nine years of sobriety, and he's coaching professional athletes and high performers on yoga, mindset, and mindfulness. He is the co-host of the Comeback Stories podcast, and he leads classes, workshops, and retreats all over the world. So, Donnie, tell us a little bit about your comeback story. Okay, so so I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. I grew up my whole life playing sports, and specifically baseball. I played baseball all the way up until my senior year in college at Arizona State. And at Arizona State, 15 games into that senior year, I had a massive traumatic knee operation. It was actually my fifth surgery that I had had on my knee. It was a cadaver transplant of my meniscus. I was the first person in Arizona to ever have this surgery, but the doctor assured me that if all went well, it would be like having a new knee and I would be maybe even able to play again. But the day I woke up from that surgery, I knew I would never play baseball again. I woke up in this hospital room. It was dark. I was all alone. I had this morphine drip. I was like dying in pain and looked down at my knee and just the from the massive signs and scars of trauma to the unbearable pain, I knew baseball was over for me. And from that day and for many years after, my world got turned upside down from a life of an addiction to pain pills. I did a lot of other drugs also, but really what had its grip on me were prescription pills, specifically Vicodin, Percocet, Oxycontin. If I couldn't get those, I would take Xanax, Valium, um, really just anything to uh, to numb out. And it wasn't. It got to the point in my addiction that it wasn't about getting high or getting messed up. It was really about feeling normal. And um, that went on for many years after until my life got so bad that I ended up in rehab. When I got into rehab, I started to get really curious, like, what the hell happened to my life? Going from this baseball player star, that was my identity, to a drug addict, like, where did it all go wrong? And what I realized when I started to finally do some work on myself and get therapy and start working through the 12 steps in, in treatment what I realized was that I didn't want to feel the emotional pain of the loss of my purpose, my baseball, the love of my life. Um, it was all I ever knew. And in one day it was gone. I got all my validation and approval through athletics and sports. And so to not have that one day, I didn't know who I was. And so really it was the emotional pain. And yes, I had a massive surgery. The surgery was a disaster. I was bedridden for a month and a half. I was getting prescribed 80 Percocet a week for a month straight and then got cut off cold turkey from the doctor. But the truth is when I stopped blaming everybody else and really took ownership, I that was it. It was the emotional pain that I was numbing out. And I really feel like everything changed for me when I, when I owned it, when I took ownership and stopped playing the victim. And you know, the, my past today really has become my best asset. And what used to bury me in guilt and shame, 
you know, that, that has become my purpose or the access point to a greater purpose and how cool that they say in addiction that the core of our disease is selfishness and self-centeredness and the antidote to that is service. And I know for a fact that service is the greatest life hack ever. Like if you're ever in a funk in some self-pity or like feeling down, just go help someone else because then you're not thinking about your own stuff. So I feel yeah. so grateful that all these terrible decisions that I made in my addiction and putting my family through worry and pain and just, you know, losing friends, not being a good friend, making dumb decisions, that all of that led me to this moment where I know that like service is is the answer and how cool that I just get to really, sometimes it's just sharing my story. And the fact that my story and the bad things that I did in my addiction can actually help someone else. Oh, it just, it sets me free. And, you know, it removes the shame and the guilt and all of those things, those low vibrational um, emotions and energies that sets me free to them where I can just go help someone else. And, 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 you know, they might think their story's messed up or that you're, they're unique and they're different. And then I share mine and then it kind of bankrupts that story of like, I'm alone. Nobody understands. That's what I was telling myself at my rock bottom. Nobody understands. Poor me. Family's out to get me. Doctor screwed me over. Um, But the truth is a lot of people have been in that situation and they found a way out. And so, yeah, it's just cool. You know, the comeback stories, the podcast that I co-host with uh, Darren Waller from the Las Vegas Raiders, he's been public about his sobriety. He has almost, I think, five years of sobriety now. And the story is not just recovery based, but we started the podcast. How many years? Uh, I think he's got five. Oh, five. Okay. Wow. I thought you said 75. I'm like, wow, he's really old. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. He's still young. He's still playing. He's oh, that's the- great. He's one of the Raiders. See, that shows I don't know anything about sports, but yeah. Okay. So that's awesome. Top tight ends in the NFL and uh, wow. just, you know, but he's carrying the message. He's got a teammate. We just released a podcast episode today. His teammate, Max Crosby, is one of the best defensive guys in the NFL, just signed a massive like $98 million contract. Oh my God. He has two years sober and he got sober because of Darren and Darren helped him with his example. Um, and it's just cool. So we started the podcast to reach as many people as possible to remind them that they're not alone because we have guests on there. Last week we had Michael Phelps, the all greatest Olympian of all time. Yeah. People would think that like, you know, he's the most mentally strong and has it all together, but him sharing his stories that he still struggles to this day. And it's just so cool that we, a lot of people put certain celebrities and stars on these pedestals as if they don't have problems. So when they come on our show and get real and raw and honest, it's so cool because, you know, it's showing other people that like, we're all the same. We all have pain. We're all just trying to find some freedom from our pain. And some people do it by numbing out. Some people transmute their pain into purpose and um or our mess into our message and really that's that's the mission i'm on and really it's like i feel like my selfishness is my selflessness right like i know what the selflessness and the service and contribution does for my soul and sure helps me stay out of my own way um so it's it's cool to have these platforms to get to be of service Yeah, well, I'm so glad you're being of service here at the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. So how has yoga and mindfulness been such a healing part of your journey to wellness? So funny. My mom's the one that got me into yoga. 
when I was at my rock bottom, dying physically, spiritually, my mom was doing yoga back in the day. I always say before yoga was cool. <laughs> she kept saying, you need to go to yoga. And I would say, yoga's for girls and hippies. I'm not doing that crap. <laughs> That's where my mindset was. I thought I knew it all. I wasn't <laughs> open-minded to anything at the time. And then I did yoga once and then I knew I would do it just, I knew I would do it the rest of my life from a physical standpoint. Yeah. Little did I know what it would do for the mind and the soul. And um, so I went to teacher training and I wanted to learn about it. I didn't even know if I wanted to like teach. But once I started going into training, I was like, oh, I got to teach this. And then so I started teaching. I've been teaching for 10 years. I get to like go to these cool places and teach at festivals. I was just at Telluride Yoga Festival a couple of weeks ago and lead about four or five um, wellness retreats around the world, going to Tulum, Mexico, November 4th through the 9th and just get wow. to bring the party with me and, and create these cool experiences of transformation and community and, and connection. And it's just, it's so cool. It's so cool. I feel like yoga for me, it is, it is a core, like a massive foundation, a huge part of my foundation of sobriety. Yeah. As important as like the 12 steps for me personally, because I believe in the mind body connection. And, you know, that's, I love 12 steps. I love the the AA and the programs, but I do feel like the one thing that's missing is the mind body connection. And that's where yoga comes in, where our issues are in our tissues. And so we get to, Oh, I like that. That's a tweetable. Our issues are in our tissues. Yeah. Well, our body remembers everything. And so that yeah, I like change, that trauma, all of it's in there. And the only way we get through it is to go through it. And so the way we move stuck energy is to move and breathe mindfully and energy can't be destroyed, but it can be shifted. And when we free it up, that's why we walk out of if a yoga class, any kind of movement class. That's why we walk out feeling light and free because we've now moved stagnant and stuck energy and are feeling lighter. So it's been like life changing. I say yoga saved my life. And, you know, from all the physical issues that I've had from the surgeries on my knee, my, my body was so jacked up, like my right hip from favoring my left leg and my low back. And so, um, for having seven surgeries on my knee and having the doctors tell me 20 years ago that I had the knee of a 90 year old man and that I needed my knee replaced, like there's a miracle going on inside of there. So it's glory to the yoga because it really saved me. I'd, I'd be in bad shape right now if I would have never found that or never would have found a way to like activate and, and realign things because I was favoring my left leg for like 20 years. So do you still have pain on your left leg? It's, I have a lot of stiffness, like it doesn't flex, it doesn't bend very much. And that's just scar tissue trauma, like mm -hmm. uh, bone spurs and arthritis going on in there. But actual pain, it's not like it hurts. It's just, it gets really stiff. And I don't have any, right. my left knee either, but for the most part, I can walk pain free. I can go to F45 and, and I modify a few things. I don't run, but I just associate pain with running because I've hurt to run all the time anyways. I hate running. If you if you see me running anyone outside, call the cops because that means I'm being chased. <laughs> well, if we weren't both sober, we might be running from the cops too. But we're uh, both, so we don't need to say that, dude. You just broke my anonymity on a oh, worldwide sorry. platform. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I've shared before about my sobriety. I'm just messing with you. Oh, good. Yeah. I forgot we weren't live earlier when we were talking about that. Yeah, it's all good. So how many times a week, if somebody's never done yoga, how many times a week do they need to go to start receiving some of the benefits? I mean, I would like any goal, if you're setting a new goal, I would start small and maybe start and go once a week. 
you know, for the first week and then maybe the second week go twice a week. But, you know, you want your your goals initially to be appropriate chunk size, right? Small enough to feel attainable, but big enough to feel worthwhile. And so if we say, let's go four days a week and then you don't go, you're going to give up on it. So I would say start really small. But if you can get get in the rhythm eventually of two to three times a week and get in that flow, I love morning movement. I mean, I have such a... Um, a regimen and a morning routine that's 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 a non-negotiable to me and it's because of i move my body in the morning for my mental health not for my yeah. physical i don't feel right and i don't feel comfortable in my own skin until i move my body and so um i would say if you can get it in your morning practice it will it, you know and sometimes people are like well my body just doesn't move in the morning i'm like it's not about what happens on the mat. It's what happens the rest of the day and how you feel the rest of the day. Morning routine is like another essential part of like, it's changed the game for me and really. Yeah. Let's hear it. What, what is your morning routine, Donnie? Okay. So I wake up in the morning before my feet hit the ground. I just think of a few things I'm grateful for. I grab one of my two French bulldogs sleeps with me and I'll just hold her love on her for a minute. Think of the things I'm grateful for. Once my feet hit the ground, I make my bed um, once I make my bed, I'll, I'll have like a couple devotional readings that I'll do, do a meditation, do my journal. And this is all before I look at my phone. Usually <laughs> after that, I'll look at my phone. And sometimes that only takes 15 minutes, 10 minutes. It's nothing crazy. Sometimes it's 30. Um, sometimes I, it, it needs to be 10 minutes, but I make sure that I don't give my power away to my phone every morning. And I'm telling you that phone sometimes still sits there like a drug. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if there's a, an opportunity or I know there's something in the inbox or the text that, you know, is there from the night before, but I just like, I know it's at stake. And then my foundation gets so shaky and I'll be irritable and distracted if I don't stick with my non-negotiables. And so then I'll usually look at the phone for a few minutes and then um, I try to move my body and go to a class within the first hour, hour and a half of when I wake up. Um, And I live here on the beach in Solana Beach, San Diego, North County, San Diego. So at some point, especially when the tide's low, I'll be out on the beach walking with my dogs. Oh, that's great. Isn't that hard on the knees walking on sand? I don't. It feels fine for me. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That you've you've really had such a healing. So speaking of breaking anonymity, why are you so public about your sobriety? I had a yoga teacher, one of my teachers, mentors, now close friends. Her name is Sean Korn. She's actually out of LA. She's a legendary yoga teacher. Not, I would say not like the Instagram famous yoga, but like the real yoga. She taught me the power of the mind-body connection. And I went to a leadership training from her organization off the mat into the world. And in that training, we were in a, we were in a posture, like holding these postures for a really long time, hip openers, if any yogis out there, lizard pose, which is mm-hmm. like really just holding tension in the hips. And she's saying these things like she said the words, how dare we not? And when she said that, it was how dare I not share my story? I was teaching yoga classes in Scottsdale, Arizona, people with, you know, on the outside looking like they have a lot of stuff, have the cars, have the material things, but I knew people were dying on the inside. So I was, she spoke to my heart and it was how dare I not share my story? And so we were tasked with going into our community and creating a service project. And I created this this project called Sunday Yoga Service, where we had a yoga event at a resort every uh, once a month for a year. And in that first event, I shared my story to my community. And 
the people closest to me knew about my story. And at the time I only had like a year, year sober, but not everybody knew. And the moment I shared that story, like everything completely changed for me. I found my voice. I found my purpose. It humanized me as a teacher. People could relate. People were messaging me saying, thank you so much. My husband just passed away from alcoholism. Your story really helped me heal. I'm like, whoa, everything I was so worried about, right, is like, there's no way I would be where I'm at today if I wouldn't have shared my story. And I just know people are dying out there. And I understand for some people it's important for them to stay anonymous. But for me, it's just, there's no way, there's too many people to reach and there's too many people suffering from the disease of addiction or mental health that I just always needed to be out there sharing my story. And that's how I connected with Darren, my co-host. He was on the HBO show Hard Knocks where they document an NFL football team every year. Um, And he was sharing about his addiction and they showed him not actually going into a meeting, but how he was about to go to an AA meeting. And I'm like, and I've been working with some athletes back in Phoenix and working with the Phoenix Suns. I'm like, I need to meet this guy. And at the time he wasn't a household name. No one ever really knew of him because he had been kicked out of the almost kicked out of the NFL for failing so many drug tests because he was in his own addiction. And he turned his life around, shared his story. I connected with him and started coaching him. And then we became like best friends and had the dream of creating this podcast. And uh, um, it's just so cool. It's so cool. I would never connect with somebody like that if I'd never shared my story. Yeah, that that is so great. It's, there's so much power in sharing your story, especially now there's such an opioid crisis in this country. And like you said, so many people are struggling silently. Everything looks great on the outside. They got the car, they got the house, they got the kids or the the marriage, but then their soul, it's such a soul sickness and people are not public with it. So I think it's great that you're so open with your, with your story and your recovery. So speaking of your recovery, how did uh, psilocybin mushrooms play into that? Cause I know that might be a little controversial in the rooms that, you know, you're not supposed to do anything that changes your mood from the neck up. But I know that a lot of people who have really great sobriety are doing this as a way to get closer to their higher power and for a lot of deep healing of trauma. So tell us about your mushroom journey with psilocybin. Yeah, I did that a little less than nine years into my sobriety back in January. And it was probably the most transformational thing I ever experienced in my life. I feel like I got a lifetime's worth of therapy in a five-hour session. The session was done with great intention um, with a healer, uh, in orange County. And she guided me through the process a week and a half before sent me these 10 journal questions to really reflect on, write Mm -hmm. on, um, and get clear on what, what was my intention on doing this? I did a lot of research. I read the book, how to change your mind by Michael Pollan, which he just came out. There's a Netflix, um, series on that now, which is like unbelievable. Um, what's it called? How to change your mind. Okay. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, in very first episode, he talks about how Bill W. was actually experimenting and wanted to bring psychedelics into AA, the, the program of AA, but I think the board, the board like voted it off, um, which was, which when I read that in the book, again, was enough, it gave me more permission to feel safe doing this. Um, so then, yeah, I went, I went through the process and some of the experiences I had in it, I, you know, I, I went through a breakup about uh, nine months ago and we had to split up some dogs. We had three French bulldogs. There was one that I was like so attached to that I love so much. And I went through this 
visceral grief. It was so sad, so beautiful at the same time. His name was Bubba. And I remember just like crying and going, Bubba, I got to let you go, buddy. I got to let you go. And I'm like making a fist. And eventually I'm like, I love you, bud, but I got to let you go. And I let him go. And um, somewhere along that journey, if 30 minutes later, a couple stops, this little brown French bulldog came up in my journey. And it's the exact dog. In fact, I'll show you him. Oh, wow. We get a dog on the podcast. Special guest star. What's this dog's name? This is Buddy Brown. Hi, Buddy Brown. That's him. So he he came up and it's just it's crazy. He is his eyes, everything about him. He's the uh, he's the exact dog I saw. And I don't think I would have ever been able to see him if I didn't release and let go and grieve, grieve Bubba and let him go. So there was that there was so many other just like breakthroughs and things that I I believe you do the whole experience blindfolded. So you have to go inward. Um, and you still see plenty, even though your eyes aren't open. Um, but I just had really just amazing breakthroughs of stuff in my childhood that I saw, um, relationships, um, and then things in the future that like, once you see it, you can't unsee it. And this is how the rewiring of the brain happens. It's like, you see these things. Now the integration part is so important, right? So like you can have these breakthroughs, but if you don't do anything about it, once, you know, you're done with your journey, then it's kind of like getting out of rehab and not doing the aftercare. Right. Um, so it was so transformational. I truly feel more sober than ever. I never feel like I ever jeopardized my sobriety date. My intention was not to numb out. It was to feel. Yeah. To go to, deep. To feel it, face it and heal it. And that's what like I landed on at the end was I am here to heal. Mm-hmm. Meaning I am here to heal myself so that I can heal others. We can only take our people as far as we're willing to go. And you know, I don't want to be one of those people, you know, the saying hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. I just want to heal. But I know I have to do my own work and the work never stops. And I know the work never stops because at some point in my sobriety, I had three years sober and I went back out and relapsed. So that's part of my story that I didn't share is, you know, over the last 12, 13 years, I've been sober 12 of those 13, but I did have a relapse and that relapse at the time sucked. But today, it's the best thing that ever happened to me and such a huge part of my story because it reminds me that the work will never stop. And thank God today, there's so much more at stake. And it's not even just the work in sobriety. It's just the inner work. And I I don't want the work. The the, the work has become a labor of love. And the labor of love is like a lifestyle. And it's just like, it's just how we roll these days. Exactly. The joy is in the journey. And I believe that I'm going to be doing personal development work and deepening my relationship with my higher power till my last breath. So it is, it's a lifestyle and it's a, it's such a beautiful one. So I know you've been doing this amazing podcast, which where can my listeners find the comeback stories podcast? Yeah, we're on all, all platforms. You can listen, Spotify, Apple, Amazon. It's, it's everywhere. If you want to watch it, they're on YouTube, you can find them there. Um, yeah, I mean, if you go to comebackstories.com, it'll lead you to whatever platform you choose to listen. But if you uh, plug in Comeback Stories, uh, you'll be able to find it. We've had some really epic guests. Season two just launched last week. That was Michael Phelps. Um, this week was Max Crosby, Darren's teammate. But there's a whole season one of episodes that there's some uh, awesome comebacks. I mean, everybody has a comeback story. Everybody loves a comeback story. And I think that's was part of our mission. It's like just to remind people and it's really created this cool community where we'll do these Instagram lives and we have people sharing their struggles, their breakthroughs. And, um, 
you know, we have big plans for it to ultimately become a book and become a show, a live show. Like, you know, that that domain was not taken for some reason. Comeback Stories was there when I found it. And so that it's it's really launching into this really cool brand and uh, and community more than anything. So what do all comebacks have in common since you've been listening to so many comeback stories? Well, all comebacks have a bottom, right? Mm-hmm. They have they have that point, they're they're rock bottom. And then at some point they have a a, a shift, like a story, like uh, we have to the only story that matters is the one we tell ourselves. So at some point, in order to start writing our comeback story, we have to change the story that's happening in our head. Mm, right so there's a shift there's a shift in our perspective belief system in the event that happens right it's not the event that happens it's the meaning we attach to it yes right and then i think every and then most all of these comeback stories all have a service component where now they're using they are they're using their messes their message and transmuting that pain into purpose and those are the common themes that i see everybody has a bottom and then the other thing is it, no one is doing this alone. Everybody has a comeback. We, our last question we ask is, who's your comeback story shout out? Like, who's the one person who was in your corner no matter what or had your back, right? We can't do it alone. So that's a very common thing that everybody has, people in a support system that help them get to where they're at today. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. There are angels that are sent to us. In our darkest hours, and there's people that take a stand for us, that take us to our first meeting or sponsor us or, you know, show us how to get out of our setback. And they're just angels. And I'm so grateful for the people that showed up in my darkest hours. So uh, finally, what is it like working with high performers and pro athletes? I know type A people are all about go, 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 do, 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 do. And you're teaching like yoga, mindfulness and gratitude and all these things that are kind of like contrary to the nature of high performers and pro athletes. So what's, what's it like helping them find their center and calming them down? So I have a lot of compassion. I know the world sees athletes and celebrities as, you know, putting them on a pedestal. I have a completely different perspective on them and have a lot of compassion for them because of what's being thrown at them on a daily on a daily basis. I mean, the world's demand for the uh, the, the attention of all of our minds, but when you're on a you know, you're a platform like that and then you're being hit from every different direction with social media and agents and family um, and people that just want something from them. Um, it's and then the money part it's it's truly a lot of times it's more money, more problems. So I guess mm-hmm. the money's nice, but um, I just, I see, you know, the, the hounding for autographs and people wanting their attention and talking to them about how they won their fantasy, which they don't care about that stuff. So, um, but the work is the same, whether I'm working with a high performer athlete or a, a stay at home mom, the work that we're doing is heart work. It's soul work. It's about really undoing and chipping away at all of those things that are getting in the way of us being the best version of ourselves and it's returning to the center. So giving them tools, techniques, and practices that are going to bring them home back to their body so that they're making heart-based decisions and not decisions out of fear or reactivity. That is beautiful. Yeah, it's the same process because we're all humans, whether we're a stay-at-home mom or a professional athlete. Well, this interview has been so enjoyable, Donnie. 
We're going to cut to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to tell our listeners how they can stay in contact with you. You're listening to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show with Rebecca Whitman. And we're coming to you live from the Bold Brave TV network. And we're going to go to a quick commercial break and come right back with Donnie Starkins. Welcome back to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. I'm your host, Rebecca Whitman. We're taking you from burned out and overwhelmed to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. And we're live at the Bold Brave TV network. We're just finishing up an amazing interview with my guest, Donnie Starkins. So Donnie, how can people keep in contact with you? Best way is probably through the website. It's DonnieStarkins.com, Donnie with a Y. Um, Instagram is at Donnie underscore Starkins. And on the website, you can find I lead four or five retreats a year in really cool places like Sedona, Tulum, uh, Kauai, different, 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 some of my favorite places in the world. Um, those are all levels retreats. You can find, um, I also have an, a mastermind starting in August, the first week of August called Elevate Your Purpose. It's a six month mastermind that also includes a retreat. And then Comeback Stories is the podcast, comebackstories.com. And you can find the podcast on um, all platforms, all streaming platforms. So tell us what, what happens at your retreat? Is it yoga mindset? Like what, is, what kind of work do people do? Yeah, we do. We do yoga movement, breath works, breath and sound. I have a teacher. He's part of my mastermind. His name's Coulter Smith. He does breath and sound healing that it's like, I know people probably said they've done breath work, but I promise you've done, never done anything like this. It's mind blown. We just had another event this weekend here in Solana beach It is like talk about psychedelic experiences, but just with the breath getting high on your own supply and having these massive healing and transformational experiences. And then lots of always good organic food. We'll hike and get into nature and have different excursions and do a lot of personal development. And most importantly, just connect with community. That's wonderful. I might have to drive down to uh, San Diego and do one of these uh, breathwork retreats. It sounds, I've never, I've had so many breathwork guests on the show and I haven't really made it part of my practice to do breath work he's he blows my mind i mean he's it's it's on another level there's just something he's a he's so gifted he's intuitive he's got psychic abilities but he's just a great guide and then the collective of the breath and people doing this together it's it's like nothing i've ever experienced before so he's in on all my retreats all the time that's amazing and where are you at what's your i think you told us but if we want to find you on social where do you like to hang out yeah, I'm mostly Instagram at Donnie Stark at Donnie underscore Starkins. You can find me there. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Donnie, for your time and your wisdom and just sharing your heart and your journey with us. I really know a lot of people are going to benefit from this interview. So if you're watching on YouTube or you're listening to it on Apple, Spotify, Take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me and Donnie. We'll definitely reshare and give you a shout out. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you could leave us a five-star review and just share the link of the show with a friend, maybe you know someone who's really struggling with addiction or someone who's had some kind of a setback and sharing the link to this actual episode could really lift their spirits and change their life. So please share this podcast. It's so powerful. Thanks for listening. And thank you so much, Johnny, for being on the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. You're incredible. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Take care. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening to another wonderful episode of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. And we got some great stuff coming up. 
I am teaching a free workshop called From Burned Out to Blissed Out. It's com- a completely free workshop and you can catch it on Zoom. So you don't even have to leave the comfort of your own home. I'm teaching it with another incredible coach. Her name is Rachel Amarante and she is an incredible author and teacher of women and men. Anyone who wants to get over their burnout and find their bliss, you guys can come to this free workshop. Just go to the link in my bio. It's in the show notes on the Bold Bold Brave TV network, and it's in the show notes of any podcast platform. It's my Linktree link. It's the first thing you'll see, completely free, from burned out to blissed out. I mean, come on. Who doesn't want to be blissed out, right? You got to come to this webinar. You will love it. It's an hour of your life that will change your entire life. So definitely save the date, July 31st, 12 p.m. Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern. You do have to register to get the link to join. So make sure you go to that link tree and get your spot. Another thing I would invite you to do is to listen to my free masterclass. It's called the five simple shifts to creating your six figure side hustle. I have had multiple income streams for many years and I talk about the five shifts I made to go from an employee mentality where I'm trading dollars hours to actually having unlimited income. So you got to listen to this free masterclass. It's only 45 minutes. And again, go to the link tree link in the show notes to get in on that free masterclass. You're going to absolutely love it. The other thing I want to invite you to do is go to my website. It's RebeccaElizabethWhitman.com. Again, it's in the show notes. And I have a free quiz where you can figure out what area of your life is out of balance. Remember, my pillars are the seven pillars of abundance, spirituality, health emotions, romance, mindset, social life, financial. In order to figure out how to get your life into balance, we need to look at what's in alignment and what's out of alignment. And that free quiz will take you two quick minutes and you'll know exactly where you're in alignment and out of alignment so we can celebrate what's working and give you support where where you need a a little alignment, a little recalibrating, so to speak. Another thing I want to share is this collagen. Oh my God, you guys, it's amazing. It's a collagen that has changed my life. We have collagen both for fat loss. Who doesn't want to lean out and get stronger muscles and anti-aging? It helps your skin glow. It gets helps get rid of fine lines, increases your hair thickness and growth, nails, eyelashes, eyebrows, everything. It's the biggest beauty hack I've ever found in my life. And again, I will give all my listeners $10 off your first bottle of collagen. You guys have got to try it. There's a money back guarantee. So if you don't like it, you've lost nothing. They'll happily refund you. This is the number one liquid collagen product on the market. So you want to go again, link tree in my bio to get that $10 off promo code. You don't have to enter a promo code. Just go directly to that link and it'll automatically take $10 off your liquid collagen at checkout. I know you want to glow up, so let's glow together. Get out, Drink this collagen with me. Thank you so much to the Bold Brave TV Network for hosting the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. I'm your host, Rebecca Whitman. 
Make sure you mark this as a recurring event on your calendar. We're here every Thursday at 12 Pacific, 3 Eastern with amazing guests that will help you go from burned out and overwhelmed to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. We'll see you next week, same time. Until then, keep your vibe high and your hands clean. Bye. Who says you can't have it all? I'm proof that you can. You just have to put your life into balance. Too much of anything, money, fitness, socializing, can overtake your life. When all seven aspects of your life work in harmony, you will achieve the balanced, beautiful, and abundant life you've always dreamed of. Please subscribe to hear more inspiring interviews. Is there someone you know who could benefit from this podcast? Please share this podcast with them. Please review this podcast. Your feedback will help me target your needs and plan for upcoming shows that answer your questions and feature guest speakers that can make a big difference in your life. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rebecca E. Whitman. Feel free to DM me to book a free balance assessment call. And don't forget, stay balanced, beautiful, and abundant. It's cold and